Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Ribert, and with me this time is Tom Fons. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, in case you guys haven't seen the news yet, Tom is going to be joining us once a month as a recurring guest host. Uh, just to, whatever topic we're doing for that episode that he joins, he'll be joining us for it. So, <laughs> welcome to the Animation Fascination team, Tom. Thanks, man. I'm really excited. Yeah. Thanks for joining uh, and if you guys haven't listened to our show before, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Uh, every other episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion with us. So with that, we'll be back in a few seconds with our new releases for the week. the new releases for the week the only new release we have this week to talk about is the season three of game of thrones blu-ray it's going to be yes. coming out on well since today's monday it'll be coming out tomorrow on the 18th so by the time you listen to this it'll have come out yesterday but yeah uh you watch oh. game of thrones i'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a huge yeah. game of thrones fan are, are you are you do you watch game of thrones yes oh god yeah. i mean i i do have to say though i was a little disappointed by season three. I didn't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I, it, it did feel like that season that was clearly setting up the next season, oh, yeah. which starts April six. And I, oh, I cannot wait for season four. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, with this season, I can kind of give it that only because I know this is the first time they've actually split one of the books into two different seasons. So we right. basically got like half a book for one season, and then, which is all yeah. the build up to that last part of that book. So exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of like the the two towers of of Game of Thrones it, seasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Without like spoiling anything too much, I mean, there is literally one plot line where a certain character is tortured oh, yeah. throughout the entire season, and there's nothing else that comes of that plot line besides that he gets. Well, he or she gets tortured, and yeah, I mean it, that was that was an extreme um, <laughs> example, but there was a lot of that of like, yep, yep, we're definitely building something. It's not happening quite yet, but it was still great. I mean, it's yeah. still a phenomenal show. I liked oh, that character man. that was torturing torturing that other character just because uh, yeah. I, I liked him from from Misfits, and oh, I just I've seen that. Uh, yeah, it's a UK show. It's about like a group of uh, kids that get superpowers after this uh, oh, storm cool. hits. It's re it's really good. It's not on Netflix, so okay. it might it's on iTunes though, so you can get it that way legally. Uh, amongst and it's it actually just ended, so they they did five seasons for it and they just wrapped up. So that's yeah, great. that's a pretty good show to check out too. So I gotta check that out. I just got into the IT crowd, which I'm loving. Oh, yeah, I like that. Too. I'm, um, a, I'm a big Anglophile, so yeah, right, me too. <laughs> so yeah, I try to watch a bunch of different British TV shows. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and then episode nine of every season is always huge for Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah and I'm excited because apparently 
there was that there was like a 15 HBO oh, yeah. put out a 15 minute featurette where they kind of you know teased a few things about what's coming in season four and uh, and obviously there's a bunch of stuff but I guess what some of them are saying is that it won't follow the pattern of episode nine being the big climactic yeah. you know it'll sort of be a whole season of episode you know nine. crazy things yeah exactly um, so that's exciting. Yeah, uh, kind of speaking of episode, of episode nine in the season, there's a, a bonus feature that's called the Reigns of Castamere unveiled. Uh, that it's it's like one of those maximum movie mode kind of things that Warner Brothers used to do with their Blu-ray releases. But oh, it, what is it's, that? What, what is that? Uh, it's it's kind of like where they have a bunch of like picture in picture things that come in and out. Oh, oh that, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's it's like like a super extensive basically audio commentary, but like they mix in all the bonus features as right. well. So that that's for the, like that one episode has all that on it. So it's forty seven minutes for that episode, and then added in if you watch all the bonus features with it, it's like over oh, like an hour and a half or so. I bet that's great. I would love yeah. to see that. Uh, there's in episode guides for all of them. So if if you need a little help with all the different storylines are going on. <laughs> <laughs> with the show and all the different characters, you can watch which, that. Yeah, which any normal human being does yeah. need. <laughs> like, unless you've already re- read the books, you yeah, everyone needs a little bit of help. Yeah, pe- people our age will will remember uh, VH1's pop-up video. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that during the episodes. Just right, like, right. Yeah, so like, Mysterio's fun facts basically. Uh, <laughs> there's audio commentaries on. So there's twelve commentaries on so for all 10 episodes and then there's two on uh two i'm trying to think of there's two on the the reigns of castamere episode and then i believe there's two on the season finale episode too uh, and then there's a gathering storm which is like a refresher course of the of the events of season three uh there's a new characters bonus feature so you can you can kind of get acclimated with all those new characters from the season uh, a bunch of deleted and extended scenes too and then they have a lot of uh, kind of interactive historical like things for Westeros and so you can check those out all out there like interactive maps and like timelines and oh, I love trees. that stuff so, that's yeah, great that's pretty cool and then there's a roots of Westeros which is it's kind of like a the same thing as that histories and lore one that's on there and then there's uh, Inside the Wildlings, which is a uh, production feature. It kind of shows like how they filmed all the scenes with, with them as well. And then there's a Politics of Marriage one, which shows like what went into all the scenes in that. And uh, George R. 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 Martin explaining like how where he took his inspiration from for things and whatnot on the show. And wow. then this sh- this up this season the the cover has a nice huge shadow of a dragon on it so <laughs> here's where the animation comes in uh the sweet <laughs> cg dragons on the yes. show that, that keep getting bigger and bigger and from the the teasers we're getting for season four it seems like they're gonna be even bigger in season four yeah yeah and apparently they're they're not gonna be uh, uh, uh khaleesi is is kind of lost her reins on on the dragons apparently there's like a in the featurette there's there's it's like a what's his face jorah mormont being like khaleesi they're dragons they cannot be tamed you know the guy that's forever uh, in the friend zone 
Yeah, for, forever in the friend zone. Jor Mormont. Oh, Jor Mormont. Um, yeah, and the, the, that 15-minute featurette ended with, like, a straight-on shot of one of the dragons, like, staring right into camera, like, going, like, yeah. flapping its wings. It looked amazing. And there's one shot, like, of, like, a huge shed over King's Landing, too, so. Which is also equally amazing, yeah. So we'll have to see what's going on out there. Maybe she'll have to rent How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So those are our new releases for the week. Definitely check that out if you're a Game of Thrones fan. If you haven't seen the first two seasons, the first those are also available on Blu-ray and iTunes and everywhere else too. So definitely check that out. Yes. Uh, so we'll be back in a few seconds with our brief news this week that we're going to be talking about, and see you in a few seconds. I close my And we're back with our little brief news for this week, trying to keep most of our news in our news episodes, but it's just so big I wanted to talk about it this week. Uh, all five seasons of Star Wars The Clone Wars that ran on Cartoon Network are coming to Netflix on March 7th, followed by the lost, quote-unquote lost missions for, of season six. Basically, the produced episodes they had uh, when they kind of had their... Like, kind of got a cancellation, more or less, just so, like, Disney could stop that show running on Cartoon Network and start their own show on Disney XD, more or less. Right. Um, but, yeah, if if that teaser they showed for Season 6 is anything to be excited about, I'm definitely looking forward to th those Lost Mission episodes. Uh, did you ever read the, the graphic novel for episode Revenge of the Sith? Episode three. No, no. It, it, did you read it? Yeah, there's a, a thing in there uh, just before um, Padme gives birth to Luke and Leia. It, mm -hmm. it shows Yoda in, in this one room meditating, and he, he's speaking with Qui Gon, uh, mm -hmm. and Qui Gon's explaining to him uh, about the living force, and basically how you can come back as a, a force ghost. And, right. And Yoda says he's will gratefully become his apprentice. <laughs> so, um, so basically, since like I had hoped they eventually would have made like an extended version of Revenge of the Sith and like and put that scene back in with Liam Neeson, yeah. You know, do, but we're gonna kind of get that with this is that Liam Neeson is coming back as Qui Gon in one of these episodes of the Clone Wars, and that scene kind of redone at the Jedi Temple with Yoda. So that'll be pretty cool to see that, and that's that's a little clip they released for season six. That's awesome. Yeah, Netflix streaming is so good. Uh, I, I haven't seen uh, The Clone Wars, but that's one of two series. It's, it's like The Clone Wars and uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. That Those are the two series that are on Netflix Instant that I keep on getting. My, my friends are like hounding me, like, you got to see it, you got to watch it. Um, I keep needing I, I just, to watch for some reason, Avatar I'm, 2. I'm, what's that? I keep needing to watch The, the Last Airbender as well. It's supposedly like unbelievable. 
Um, but I mean, I'm a, like, I'm a huge Netflix streaming fan. I mean, uh, this is off topic, but house of cards season two uh, is, that's a whole other subject matter, but that's amazing. But Netflix streaming has so much good, specifically animated movies and, and series on it's like, it has so much content and so much good content. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I got to get on that. I got to watch some clone wars. Looking split. Yeah, so that that deal includes all five seasons of the show that we're on Cartoon Network, plus the that's great the, the movie that kind of kicked off the series that came out in theaters in two thousand eight, uh, and then that season six. So, so I bet that means that's uh, the Star Wars Rebels show that's going to be on TV isn't too far behind next year after first the first season of that is aired. I'm betting that'll be on there too. And this is the first Star Wars thing that's been on Netflix. So I'm pretty sure. With Disney's deal that they have with Netflix too, that uh, probably coming next year in 2015 to kind of hype up episode seven coming out, they'll probably add season. I mean, episodes one through six to Netflix maybe as well. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be the the um, oh god the the what what whatever you'd call it the pre the original 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 the original, original 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 yeah. <laughs> I was glad I bought those when Best Buy did the yep. like the special release of, of those as the bonus features on the. Me too, yeah, sir. So. Yeah, I I bought those because I mean, are those? That's uh, the only way, other than the, like the laser discs. Yeah. That you can, that you can watch those digitally. Yeah. And I think yeah. the, I think the laser discs are actually better quality because they actually you know restored the sound and picture for for those words. Yeah. Like these are like I'll just put them on there because mm-hmm. it's yeah, like for sure. yeah go ahead i oh sorry yeah I, I watched empire um uh a few months ago and it definitely didn't feel like they put any effort in i mean in restoring that dvd uh yeah it seemed as it was like all right if you guys if you nerds want this one too sure but um but yeah uh i i was i'm still happy i have the the original version right. on dvd it's like when when uh, that kind of thing where like a genie takes you way too specifically, and you're like, oh, you want the original original version of them? Okay, we'll give exactly. them to you 2.0 yeah. stereo surround sound. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bad ending to a, a, a stupid Twilight Zone episode where it's like, you said this, you got the wish. We got our uh. monkey's paw wish. <laughs> but yeah, with with that coming to Netflix, that's like another in the of Netflix original, well, I guess kind of, it's not, didn't originate on there, but you know, kind of like with Netflix origin, original series that they have. Yeah. And they, they had the turbo animated series and I think we're going to be getting the cruise one on there too. So it's good that we're getting some original animated seasons on there as well as the live action stuff they're producing too. So yeah, pretty excited about Clone Wars coming to that. I, I will be on there watching all of season six on March 7th when it comes out. <laughs> And I will be checking out season one, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Start with the movie because that's that's oh okay. That's more or less like the the series premiere kind of thing. Gotcha. I think they're going to be doing the same thing with Star Wars Rebels on Disney Channel, just not releasing it in theaters. Gotcha. But, yeah, that's our our news for the week. We will be back in a few seconds with our one new trailer.
and we're back with our new trailer this week. I, the second trailer was released for the Planes sequel, Planes Fire and Rescue. Uh, first Planes came out August of last year, and so basically less than a year later we're getting Planes Fire and Rescue. Um, so what did you think about the trailer for this? I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't put a lot of faith in me when the trailer was like, it, it seemed very montage. It relied heavily on a montage aspects and then also on the very emo, like, song. score that was like, it, it, it reminded me a lot of the song. It was less country, but it reminded me of the song in, um, in that South Park movie, uh, Team America, where it's like, freedom is oh, yeah. free. It's just like, really like trying to tug at our heartstrings about firemen, which I, which who are wonderful, but it's, I don't know, I, like, it's a weird angle for a kid's movie about planes. I, I don't know. It, it, it didn't seem, it didn't seem f- either funny, nor did it seem like, oh, this is like a very, interesting dramatic piece that just happens to be animated it seemed i don't know it seemed a little a, li- a little going to tug too hard at the heartstrings there with that emo song and whatnot what'd you think yeah i feel like it's well at least from like that i'm not sure what like exactly the tone of the movie is gonna try to be yeah like, i gotta know what they're going for and then like it feels almost like it's trying to do like a bunch of stuff that it didn't really earn mm-hmm. yeah right but yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be more comedy than it is uh, dramatic. I mean, it'll, it'll be it'll probably be more. I can't even think of like a like a fireman movie, like like a comedy. Right. Yeah. It'll, uh, but yeah, it'll probably be more of a comedy than it'll be like the animated version of Ron Howard's Backdraft. <laughs> right. But, Which the world has been dying for. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I assume it's going to be more comedic, but and so it's interesting that they're, you know, that they're whoever is in charge of their ad campaign is like, yeah, we need to really play up the emotional backbone of this movie, and it's like, I'm sure there is an emotional backbone, but is that really like what you want to be selling? I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. It's 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 interesting. We'll we'll see what what the end product is. I like that at least with this trailer, they're still not trying to ride on like the popularity of cars. Cause it, it doesn't say from yeah. the world of cars again this time. Yeah, that's so that that, nice. that's respectable. That's definitely respectable. Yeah, and I, I know something happens with Dusty from the first movie, like where he can't, like something happens where like he can't like race anymore or something. So that's why he's got to be a fire plane now for that reason, I guess. And then the the movie stars Julie Bowen from uh, Happy Gilmore and, of course, Modern Family now. Yeah. Who's also Jack's wife on Lost. But, yeah. Oh, so, my God. Really? Yep. She was Jack's ex-wife, like the one that he was trying to find out who her her new husband or boyfriend wow. was so intently I, in a bunch of episodes. I never connected those dots. That's crazy. And I, I, I didn't connect the dot with, with uh, Happy Gilmore until recently when it was on TV. And I was like, oh, my God, that's yeah. – that's Julie Bowen. It is. Yeah, I didn't realize that until recently either. I was like, wait, that's, that is, yep. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's had an interesting career. Yeah. But yeah, so that is Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Uh, they'll probably they'll probably do like another theatrical trailer to actually 
yeah. which is more on the story later this year. Right. But, yeah. Let us know what you guys think about the trailer. If you've watched it, too, send us some tweets or emails. Let us know. But, yeah, that's our, our trailer for the week, and we'll be back in a few seconds with our recommendations. back with our recommendations for the week uh mine is going to be another one of the the mickey mouse shorts that disney's been putting out and that their very distinct style that they've been doing this one's called it came out just in time for valentine's day the other day too uh <laughs> it's called mickey mouse in third wheel uh minnie and mickey are out at dinner and then lo and behold goofy joins in on their day with them uh so what did you think about the the short I, I really liked the short. The animation, I thought, in particular, was was really cool. It had a very, like, retro feel to it. And it, it, it like, it almost reminded me of Ren and Stimpy in a weird way. Like, not yeah. in content, but just in the visual style of it. Like, the, I don't know. I, like, specifically, I don't, I don't know why, but the brick wall behind it and just everything about the animation, uh, it had that sort of retro feel to it. But, yeah, it was, it was it, I thought it was really funny. Uh, what, what did you think of the ending? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna ask you, like, what, what, did, yeah, what was going on with Goofy's stomach there? Like, what, what was the, de- what was the deal with that? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sensing a lot, lots of symbolism in that, in that thing too. Yeah, because uh, of what may have been going on in there, and then Goofy <laughs> had a, you know, stomach that may, may have looked like he was with child. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that that was kind of interesting. The ending to it, like Mickey and Minnie. Uh, yeah, I won't ruin it, but if you guys haven't watched it, but <laughs> definitely had an interesting ending. My wife didn't like the ending to that. Oh really? Yeah, she was yeah. like, she was like, that was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it, thought it was interesting. I I want to ask Bill Farmer because we've had him on the show before, just how it is for him to be in the. Men- well, probably with the guy that does Mickey vo- Mickey's voice too. For when they do their voices for these shorts, and then go and do their voices for Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Right, right. Yeah, it's got to be so different. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny, and uh, you can you can get all of these on on iTunes. I think they're like they're separating them into like seasons and volumes. So the first, they're all. I think you get like eight of these to like a volume. So volume one is three ninety nine, volume two is the same price, and then I'm sure they'll do another one. And I wonder if they'll eventually release all these together on a Blu-ray. One of them they already put on the Mickey's Christmas Carol Blu-ray that they put out. Oh, cool! But I'm kind of yeah. hoping that they put all of these animated yeah. shorts together because the longest one they've done is like seven minutes, which was uh, Potato Land. Or uh, Mickey and Donald bring Goofy to Potato Land, which is just Idaho. 
<laughs> but yeah, usually they're like around three minutes. But yeah, I enjoyed this one. I like, like you said, I like the animation style that Gary Rudish has done for these, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to more of them as well. Uh, and, and what did you want to recommend this week? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd like to recommend uh, the Lego animated series Ninja Go Masters of Spinjitzu, uh, which is available on Netflix Instant, uh, which is just a lovely service. Uh, and this series is by no means, you know, it's it's not a genius. It's not going to win any awards or anything. But if you're looking for like a fun little series to watch with your kids, especially if they're into martial arts and the kung fu uh, kung fu film genre. Um, they'll love Ninja Go. It's a pretty equal mix of action and slapstick comedy. And if you're okay with some mild martial arts violence, and I kind of hesitate to use the word violence because that, that makes it seem a lot more intense yeah. than it actually is. It's like I mean, Looney Tunes violence. Yeah, they're, they're Legos for crying out loud. Uh, yeah. No one's getting their head chopped off or anything. But if you're, okay, if you're okay with a few kicks and punches being thrown, it's a good show to turn on and plop your little one on the couch. So you can get some work done. Or if you're like me, who is a grown man who enjoys watching Lego figurines do martial arts, then join them on the couch. And I'm sure you will also be somewhat to very entertained, depending on your taste. And my son watches this all the time, too. Anything that was Lego that he found on Netflix instant, he watched every single episode of it or the yeah. movie. But yeah, th- uh, speaking of that, did you, you did you see the Lego movie yet? No, no, I'm dying to. Did you? Yes. That, Was uh, it good? Yes, you you need to check it out. The believe the hype. Okay. Uh, the rock. Yeah. I think it's still 95 percent in Rotten Tomatoes. It, I mean, the trailers seemed great. It it just seemed great. So uh, yeah, I I need to see that movie. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really cool. It's, it's it works for boys, girls. Uh, kids and adults so it's it's a really good movie that's awesome yeah and, and i'm looking for and hopefully if, uh, phil lord and chris miller come back for the sequel for this because i know when they did the the sequel to cloudy 2 they they didn't come back for that and yeah they decided to come back for the the 21 jump street sequel so i'm hoping maybe that kind of changed their mind about doing sequels and they'll, they'll do the, the second for this since i know they're already working on a sequel and uh I'm hoping that they will come back also because the guy that's writing the Lego movie sequel is the dude that wrote the internship. So I'm hoping that they can <laughs> save it from that screenplay. <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Mark? Yeah. No, uh, that, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, so fingers crossed because I really enjoyed the first one. And everybody's saying that this is also the best version of batman that's ever been on on film so <sighs> that's awesome it's will arnett right yeah. oh it's great so so now it goes adam west uh, uh michael keaton val kilmer mm-hmm. george clooney will arnett that's great and then bat affleck <laughs> so good old bat yeah so yeah legos legos everywhere um but yeah those are our recommendations this week you can check uh, the Mickey Mouse out one. That's actually on. You can find those on YouTube. There's Disney has the Disney Shorts a YouTube channel, and I don't know if you if you heard that they also have the Disney Shows YouTube channel, uh, where you can actually watch a bunch yeah. of really old Disney shows on there. Like they have the entire. Oh, that's great. I talked about it in a past episode where you can watch the entire series of Gargoyles on YouTube. Oh, 
That's awesome. And, and then you can watch Even Stevens on there too, with with oh, nice. a very young Shia LaBeouf before he had a paper oh. bag on his head. Before he was not famous. Great. Yeah. And hashtag I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that those are our recommendations this week. We'll be back in a second with our main topic, where we'll be discussing. Uh, a preview of films that will be coming out this late winter, early spring. So we'll be back in a few seconds. And we are back with our main topic for the week. We're going to be talking about all the films that are going to be coming out between uh, this week, the February 21st, and May 9th, uh, animated films. So the first one that's coming out this week, limited, and then next week on the 28th, uh, expanding, is Hayao Miyazaki's The Wind Rises. Have you gotten a chance to see this yet? Because I know it did a kind of a limited release in LA and New York for a week. No, no, I didn't see. I, I saw, saw the trailer and, and yeah, Miyazaki. I mean, it's just one of those films that I, I don't even, I didn't even need to see the trailer. I mean, he has such a track record. He's like such a genius. I'm, I'm in, yeah. um, I, I remember, I mean, I, I, I don't, do you have a favorite Miyazaki like the, the, I, I think it's just because I saw it. It was the first one I saw, but, uh, spirited away, would made such a huge impression on me. And I know, I know there's so many other films that he's done that are fantastic, but he, yeah, he's just so good. Um, I'm very excited to see the wind rises. Yeah, I'm bad. I'm still trying to catch up on a bunch of studio Ghibli films that I, that I never saw. But at this point I, I've seen, uh, how's movie castle, Totoro, Ponyo, Arietti, right. Kiki's delivery service. Oh, well, you've, uh, you've seen a bunch then, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I haven't seen Spirited Away yet. Uh, uh, there's like Castle in the Sky and a, f- a few other ones that I haven't seen, but yeah, uh, I did. I get. To, I did get to see The Wind Rises last week. Oh wow! Advanced screening. It was How the was it? the English dub version, so it had Just Glare and Love it as the main character. Uh, it was nice. Uh, John Krasinski had a, had a big role as as the main characters best friend uh so that was cool i was um, i was glad to see john krasinski and more stuff because uh, i liked him on the office so i'm, I'm hoping yeah. he gets more stuff on there too uh, emily blunt did a voice so they, i guess got to stay together with that too right uh, yeah. <laughs> elijah wood had like four lines as one character which i thought was weird that they had him come in just to voice yeah that well i mean i yeah and I, I i bet i mean because i i bet like that was probably just a little bit of a, like, he probably just loves Miyazaki, yeah, I, I assume. If he knew it was going to be his last film, he's like, all right, I'll just do a voice. I don't care if it's a character that appears for five seconds and doesn't exactly. show back up. Uh, yeah, and I, and I guess this is, like, a pretty controversial movie, right? Because it's supposed to be oh, it's yeah, it's, it's his about, last film. Yeah, and, yeah It's and about the, the designer the of, of the airplanes that uh, eventually went to Pearl Harbor. Yeah, right. And it's it's really interesting too. Like there's a mix of uh, 
the dreams that this guy is having. Uh, and then this this woman that he loves uh, gets sick. So, I mean, there's a lot of, like, adult, like, themes to it. it. It's over two hours, too, so it's really not, like, a thing for kids really to watch. I mean, unless you, unless you have highbrow kids. Right. You know, like, little Einsteins. But yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it, out of the films I've seen of Hayao Miyazaki's, I think it's his, his best movie, and... This and the Lego movie, I've, out of, I think, like, I've seen, like, 25 or so films so far this year, I think are the, the two best films so far that have come out this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if those two were still very high on, like, in my top five by the end of the year, too, because that's how much I enjoyed them. Wow. Yeah, and the, the an animation, again, was beautiful. Uh, I, I really liked Martin Short. Uh, character in the movie too, and the the voice that he did for him too, because I don't see a lot of Martin Short anymore. But I yeah, he's fantastic. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But so I would definitely suggest if it does open around you to definitely check it out. Well, and, and I guess the the movie was also getting a little bit of heat because there's supposedly a lot of smoking in the film. Was that? Did you see that being? Well, yeah, geez, an issue? <laughs> there's tons of smoking in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean in, that's, that's... in his defense, though, it was the 20s yeah. and 30s when nine out of ten doctors recommend Chesterfield because they're chock full of nutrients. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, this is obviously not necessarily, uh, you know, yeah, you, you you should have very precocious kids. But I, I mean, in my opinion, with a with a Miyazaki film. It was never like a film that he, – he never does films, at least for the U.S. audiences. Yeah. They never like take the multiplexes by storm. It's always like at the art house theater Definitely. in the downtown area where you'd have to kind of go out of your way to bring your kid to the movie. So like if you're doing it, you're doing it consciously where you can educate your kid on cigarettes before or afterwards. Yeah. Um, I always like when, when they have an older Disney movie that had smoking in it. Right. Uh, on on the Blu-rays for those now it has an ad for not to smoke and it shows like you know uh, different characters from like Pinocchio or Cruella de Vil and right. saying yeah. like smoking is bad and like you you see I think like Figaro or or the Goldie the the fish from Pinocchio gets sick like when the smoke is blown into the fishbowl and stuff. Oh wow! Well, yeah. So yeah. they try to kind of like be like, no kids, do not smoke. So yeah. I, I must wonder since Disney is releasing this if that ad will show up on the the Blu-ray for this too. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if that'll happen. Yeah, because even to the extent there's a, a character who takes a, a cigarette because he needs one so bad out of an ashtray, like one that he's already like put out, straightens it out again, lights it, yeah. and, and smokes that again. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it, uh, so I would definitely suggest going to see that. Uh, and then the next one I'm really excited about as well, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. What do you think about this? Did you ever watch the like the older yeah. J Word? Yeah, version? I did. I mean, the, the and the more I see, the more I like. The, I love the ad campaign that's going around LA right now, where they have like historical artworks, uh, like the David with the Mr. Peabody glasses on them. I, I'm very excited. But I, we talked about this the last uh, time that I have the trailer. Uh, that that I I wonder whether a it'll do well at the box office and b whether it'll speak to this generation of kids because, you know, it is an older cartoon that, uh, I don't know, I mean, that kids these days probably haven't heard of at all. I and mean, this is kind of an extreme comparison, but it's almost like someone doing 
like an animated feature of uh, Little Nemo and Slumberland because oh, yeah. there won't be well, any uh, iconic or pop culture value involved in an eight-year-old's viewing of this film. It'll purely just be a test of like whether the kid enjoys the film or not, uh, and I'm excited to find out. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see the film. Definitely. If they remade Little Nemo, they'd have to rename it too because people would think that there was a yeah. sequel to Pixar's Finding Nemo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember Little Nemo though. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. We're actually, we have in the works right now, we're finalizing what days we're going to have them on, but we're going to have two of the lead animators from the movie on the podcast to talk to them about the movie and like the production for it. So, Oh, it's great. Yeah, to thank Jessica for who we had on previously on the podcast for helping us set those up too. So I'm excited about that. And my, my son's excited about it because I've kind of trained him to to you know be a huge geek and he likes back to the <laughs> back to the future a lot so the fact that this movie is a time travel movie he likes that too yes and i don't know i think it looks really cool i like the, the designs how they kept them very similar to the mm-hmm. the j ward style but you know expanded them to cg and i like the the voice actors they've gotten for the film you know with uh we talked about another modern family member earlier but this film actually has two uh actors from modern family it's got what's his name phil dumphy uh ty burrell yeah ty burrell is doing the voice of mr peabody and then uh, ariel winters who plays his his do- his younger daughter um that's great modern family is doing the voice of penny in the film so and then young spider-man from amazing spider-man is uh sherman yeah, so I'm, oh, oh, yeah, cool. I'm really looking forward to this, and I can't wait for it to come out. And I like the fact that that Kronk himself is doing the voice of Odysseus. Uh, I like, I just like that, like the kind of surfer dude version <laughs> of like an old Greek guy with Patrick yeah. Warburton. So, <laughs> and this actually already came out in in the UK uh, on the seventh of of this month, February. Oh. So, wow. So those lucky British people already getting to watch Mr. Pretty and Sherman. If yeah, if you guys listen to this and you already saw it, let us know what you think about it too, and if you thought it was awesome, if we should go see it too. Uh, so the next one is is the first sequel we're talking about, and it is to Blue Skies, Rio, which came out a few years ago. This is Rio Two comes out April 11th, so we kind of get one animated movie a month for the next few months which is kind of nice because <laughs> right after may we get another one in june and then i think another one in july so i i didn't see the first rio did did you did you see it yeah i i enjoyed it. I, I liked that it wasn't another ice age movie from blue sky yeah they've already done four of those and they have a fifth one in the works now too. <laughs> they uh, are milking that for all it's worth yeah it's jesse yeah. eisen jesse eisenberg plays a blue macaw that's kind of endangered. This is actually the first one was, I think, more or less the reason that... You remember the, the Pixar's film Newt that was in the works? Uh, Vaguely, yeah. I think that film is, I think, more or less the, the reason Newt was shelved was because of Rio, because the, the storylines were so similar that John uh, Lasseter right. didn't want to risk... Uh, like, I, I don't know, but... I, I think Newt would have ended up being a lot better than Rio. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 
I, I enjoyed Rio. Uh, it's got, what's his name? Uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. is <laughs> in it? fantastic. Which I think would have been awesome if, since it's a movie with birds, if he had played a Concord. Right. <laughs> but but he's playing um, a cockatoo, I think a cockatiel? Cockatoo. Uh, which is pretty funny. He sings in the movie too, so that's that's pretty good. That's great. And uh, and you said the, the, the lead voice actor is, is Jesse yeah, Eisenberg? Yeah, as, as Blue. It, it, AKA Lex Luthor, I guess. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, you want to talk about that for a second? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I, I try not to, you know, in, in a post Heath Ledger as the Joker world, I try not to speculate too much on, on casting and it's like, Oh, that's a horrible choice because everyone said that with Heath Ledger and you know, they were completely wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice. I mean, um, I was talking about this with my friend uh, Dave Colombo, and you know, I, my envisioning of Lex Luthor is always like a sort of a bulldog of a man, you know, like a grown, you know, CEO of a company, uh, you know, sort of a captain of industry, cigar smoking guy. So it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm sure they're going the sort of new wave. You know, uh, Lex Core is like probably like a very you know, <laughs> tech savvy Facebooky sort of company, which could be interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I, you know, th- there will be only so many scenes where I can see scrawny Jesse Eisenberg holding kryptonite up and getting the best of, yeah. uh, of, of Superman that I'll be able to be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Um, I'm sure they'll or put, the, put him on a workout regiment, probably. Workout regiment, yeah, or develop that Lex Luthor mech suit, like liquid oh, yeah. split. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I will save all my skepticism until I see it. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting choice for sure. Yeah, I've heard that they're going like the storyline route that they, they that they did with Smallville as well, whereas that. Clark and Lex were friends at, when they were younger. Uh, so okay. I guess that's, although I th- I'm not sure how close in age Henry Cavill and uh, Jesse Eisenberg yeah. are together. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't look that close in age. And, um, and Henry Cavill's like about a, a foot taller than Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, I, I, Jesse Eisenberg is a great actor, but he's very physically unassuming. Uh, my, my, my friend made the joke of like, you know, the running gag with Jesse Eisenberg is that people get him mistaken for Michael Sarah right. oftentimes and imagining Michael Sarah as Lex Luthor is like laughable. Um oh, I saw a poster somebody did after they announced he that uh Jesse Eisenberg was Lex Luthor that was showed him as Lex, uh Jonah Hill as the penguin and, <laughs> and then uh Michael Sarah as the Joker, which that the that version of the Joker in the picture that they chose of Michael Sarah was like that isn't. It's kind of weird that I actually think that that would look cool if Michael Cera yeah. played that version of the Joker. It's more like the, the like the Cesar Romero Joker looking right. kind of thing. But that's great. Oh my god! I wish. Yeah, I need to see that. Uh, yeah, I'll the find Joker. It, send it to you. Yeah, the Joker. I've always wanted to see, which I think maybe it's kind of past his prime. But the but when when they were casting for the Dark Knight, the person I was gunning for was. Um, was Sam Rockwell, who I think is kind of an underrated actor who uh-huh. I think does some great stuff that he, he could have. But, I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger was ridiculous. Uh, and, and yeah, so and specifically because of that casting, I can 
I I don't like to put my foot in my mouth that often, so I'm I'm going to reserve all skepticism about Jesse Eisenberg as Lex okay. Luthor until I see the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, but back, I guess back to Argentina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this I'm interested in exactly what they do with this because in this, uh, I guess I guess they find out that Blue and Jewel weren't the only uh, Blue macaws that were left. They find like her entire family, her entire family. So it's kind of like uh, meet the parents, but with birds. And then Andy Garcia is playing her father. Oh, great! So that'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, Bruno Mars is uh, playing her childhood friend and ex-boyfriend. So uh, Blue has to kind of try to compete with with him too. So basically, imagine Jesse Eisenberg competing with Bruno Mars to. <laughs> Go out with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because I did enjoy the first one, and I, I want, I, I want to see Blue Sky do more like original stuff. But if I guess if they have to do another sequel, I'm glad it's yeah. not another Ice Age sequel, at least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and the first film had good music in it too. So, and this one will probably follow that that same path as that one. So, definitely check that out in April as well. And then the the next one is I think kind of like the lowest budgeted one. It's not like a, a huge studio that's putting out. It's Summertime Entertainment. Uh, it's and, got a pretty. It's got a pretty somewhat. I mean, yeah, somewhat decent cast uh, with yeah. uh, with Dan Aykroyd and Martin Short. Who you know, he he Martin Short. He has that like Tom Hanks quality to me yeah. a, to a little little lesser degree, but like he can be in bad movies, but he's never bad in a movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's fantastic, and I guess he plays the the villain in this, right? The jester. Yeah, which is. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this comes out May 9th of this year. It's got uh, Leia Michelle as Dorothy Gale. Uh, so you got Rachel from Glee in here. Um, Jim Belushi as the Cowardly Lion. Dan Aykroyd, like you were just saying, as the Scarecrow. Kelsey Grammer as the Tin Man. Uh, Megan Hilty as the China Princess. So I'm wondering if this is kind of like the same take as the China Princess that was... Just in the Oz the Great and Powerful version. Oh yeah, too. yeah. I, I I don't know Oz folklore at, that well. Yeah. Uh, wait, are you talking about the James Franco movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't sit through that. I I watched through. <laughs> I watched some of it on the TV, um, and was yeah. I was like, I, there's only I I I do like James Franco and in a lot of films, but. That just seemed like it was him smirking in a balloon for two hours, and I'm like, all right, I, I got to get out of here. Um, it's kind of like the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I think this one is actually based more on one of the the book, like the book that was the sequel to Re- Wizard of Oz, like the original yeah. one that Frank. So it's it's not a sequel to the MGM movie. Gotcha. Or, like, kind of like how you know Disney did Return to Oz. It's different from that sequel too. So, I don't know. <laughs> oh, hopefully, yeah. Return to Oz is that really creepy one, right? Oh yeah, with uh, 
Did it have Jennifer Conley in it? Or no, was it Kate Beckinsale? No, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Jennifer Conley did The Labyrinth, which oh, yeah. is also equally creepy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was but yeah Kate Return Kate to Oz, I, I remember being being very like it's one of those films i was like oh man this is supposedly for kids but this is very creepy just like the the dark crystal yeah exactly oh my god the dark crystal uh and then there's a character called marshall mallow which i'm assuming is made of marshmallows yeah but i think that i think they should have gotten jason siegel to do the voice of that guy yeah <laughs> just just to have a how i met your mother reference in there but Hugh Dancy's doing the voice of him. Oliver Platt, who what was the last movie he was in? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to it. Uh, should I look it up right now? What was Oliver Platt? I'm I'm curious, so I'm I'm going to IMDb. Oliver Platt. Was it Ready to Rumble? Um, Ready to Rumble. I guess he was in X Men First Class. That's not the latest oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. Who was he in X Men First Class? I don't remember. Man in black suit. Oh, <laughs> great! Yeah, <laughs> he's done a bunch of stuff. It seems like the biggest thing he's done was uh, the, the, uh, the latest thing he did was X Men First Class. There's there's several other movies, but I mean, unless you've seen Chinese Zodiac, I I I don't know what these movies are. I love and other drugs. I'm, oh yeah, I remember him with that. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was just before X Men First Class. Um, he's Great. in a bunch of t- TV. He, he's been on the big C and bored to death. Um, so he's been doing TV a lot. Um, and I guess there's going to be a Fargo TV series that he's going to be involved in. Oh yeah. I heard about that. Uh, I think, um, what's, who's going to be on that? Oh, there was, what the hell was the name of that? There's, oh. uh, oh, is it, is it, what's his face? Is it, um, uh, Bob Odenkirk, is that? Yeah, is uh, yeah, Saul. Oh wow, he's gonna wow. be wow. A... He's he's gonna have that show and uh, he's gonna have Fargo and Call Saul. Yeah, because I think the Fargo ones, like, because TV are trying out like these special, like limited series. They're trying to do like the the British route, where like it's a very limited amount of. Yeah, that's great. We're even doing it like an American remake of Broadchurch. Uh, that's oh, interesting. Where David Tennant is gonna be playing. The same character in, in the American remake that he did in the Broadchurch for the UK version. But Anna, speaking of another Breaking Bad person, Anna Gunn will be his partner uh, in the American version. So, oh, it's great. That's great. I'm I'm happy that they're trying to do that because the the you know I, I don't think anyone enjoys this system, the pilot season yeah. system, uh, and and there's been so many great shows that have come out from the UK. Uh, in the past decade and even longer than that. So that, that's great. I'm happy to see that. When, when you talked about the, the IT crowd earlier, that, that reminded me right now with uh, David Tennant playing the same part, more or less they played in the UK version was when NBC did that pilot for the U S version of the IT crowd and uh, Richard Iodide. I don't know if I pronounced his last name, right? But the guy uh-huh. who, who guy yeah. who played Moss on the UK version was playing Moss on the U.S. version with uh, Joel McHale in the Chris O'Dowd part. Oh, that's interesting. So it's, that, it's, that's a totally different take on that character. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Joel McHale is not like, he's so more put together. Yeah. Um, 
and so it was uh, almost, a, more yeah. ha- a more handsome leading man than not that um what's his face uh but like uh, chris O'Dowd. O'Dowd. yeah yeah chris O'Dowd. i mean he's he's a leading man but he's more of a like nerdier leading man than right. joe McHale. they're kind of like two different types basically yeah for sure yeah which it's good for joe McHale that that show didn't work out so that he eventually got community yes absolutely which speaking which, of you're gonna be on community yeah, yeah, I have, I have a very small role. You can see me on on February twenty seventh. Uh, yeah, you can check that out. It's a it's a just a little part, but uh, I got to meet Joe McHale, and he was very very nice. Um, who else did I get to meet? Um, uh, uh, John Oliver, who was very sweet. Nice. Um, and who else? I'm blanking on. This actress's name. Why am I blanking on it? Gillian Jacobs. Um, Gillian Jacobs, who who my scene is with, who was very very sweet, um, and the whole cast and crew was just wonderful. Um, yeah, it was a it was it was a cool little part to do. Nice. I I, I, saw, I think I saw the synopsis for the episode where uh, John Oliver's character is trying to finally move in on on Britta. So yes, Joel Mc, so uh, Joel McHale tries to set him. I'm up with her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Gillian sort of has, uh, her own little plot line going with, uh, sort of reconciling with these, her older, more like liberal friends where they would, you know, do protests and, uh, like break into places that would do animal testing or whatnot. And sort of, yeah, reconciling with sort of who they were in the past and who they are now. Um, so, so yeah, nice. it was a fun little episode. Nice. Uh, so returning to the land of Oz, uh, <laughs> I, I, I I just saw that this film, is, uh, Legends of Oz, is actually also going to be a musical, and it's going to feature music oh, really? composed by Brian Adams. Oh, interesting. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. So, which one out of out of the four that we discussed do you think that you're most excited to to go see? Oh, uh, the the wind rises for sure, and 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 then um, you know a, a respectable second is a Mister Peabody in, in Sherman, but the wind rises, yeah. I mean that that his, uh, uh, like Miyazaki films are are always more than just they're just an, they're an experience on their own. So I'm very excited for that. But Mister Peabody and Sherman looks very fun and funny. Uh, since I've already seen Wind Rises, I enjoyed that a lot. So the next one after that, I'm definitely looking forward to. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, very much so, and then, uh, in like a distant second, our Rio Two and Legends of Oz kind of tied for the respective places. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to June with How to Train Your Dragon too. So I guess, I guess the next two I'm really looking forward to are DreamWorks films coming out. But and then uh, in March I'm also looking forward to Muppets Most Wanted because it's going. Not only because it's a new Muppets movie, but because it's going to have the Pixar short Party Central attached to it, which oh, yeah. takes place in the Monsters University kind of timeline. That's great. And originally that was going to be tied to the Good Dinosaur that was going to come out this year, and then that got pushed until like November of next year. So people were wondering what they were going to do with this short because they showed the entire thing last year at D twenty three, so because it was done, so. I'm glad that we're going to be getting that, and I'm pretty excited to check that out too. So this we do actually estimate from Pixar this year, but, 
but yeah, that that's what's going to be coming out this uh, this tail end of the winter and spring just before the, the summer blockbusters hit us all. So we want to thank you guys for listening again. And actually, I've had this donate button up on the the website for three years now. Never, I mean, I don't try to like push or anything or anything like that. And no one's ever donated anything at all. And then randomly the other day, I saw that. Uh, a guy named William from Maryland actually donated money to us towards the podcast fund. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sending that to us. Uh, It'll definitely help out with, you know, paying the, the podcast uh, fees that we have with like the, the server and whatnot. So definitely thank you for that, sir. We we really appreciate it. And thank you for listening and whatnot too. Uh, don't forget, you guys can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. And I am at Tom Fons, uh, at T-O-M-F-O-N-S-S. Or you can follow the show at Animated Podcast. Uh, you can also feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our site, animationfascination.wordpress.com. And then you can also like us on Facebook just by searching for Animation Fascination. So I'm Mark River for myself, Tom Fons, and all of the other guys at Animation Fascination. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game Too late for second guessing Too late to go back to sleep It's time to trust my instincts Close my eyes and leap It's time to try defying gravity I think I'll try defying gravity Kiss me goodbye, I'm defying gravity And you won't bring me down I'm through accepting Cinematic masterpiece of... <laughs> Stanley Kubrick presents Flames, Fire and Rescue Produced by Steven Spielberg Fantastic Mr. Fox comes out on Criterion Blu-ray tomorrow. I'm so embarrassed that I I've I've seen I think I've seen every Wes Anderson film except Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I I have it in my house. I should watch it. I know yes. that it's it's supposedly awesome, right? Yes, that's what you that's what you can do with your Monday night. You can watch it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to see that. So I I will be watching that. <laughs>